Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me Mike with a really deep voice this week. <laughs> and this week we have Nat from Stoned and Social Podcast. Nat, how are you? I am fantastic and happy to be here. Awesome. Let's talk about uh, Stoned and Social a little bit. Yeah, uh, what can I tell you about it? It's my little pandemic baby. You know how everyone was making bread and getting like a shit ton of plants that were going to die later during the pandemic. I was creating this podcast and it's literally what it sounds like. We get stoned and then we get social. We talk about random things. We try and keep it somewhat informative. So we talk about wellness stuff, but we also do some goofy episodes. We've done like pirates versus ninjas. And we've also done episodes on mindfulness. So it just depends on what we're feeling. Yeah. Likewise, this is a pandemic, baby. We started this literally the week uh, that everything started shutting down yeah. in our part of the country. And Tom is stoned mm-hmm. half the time. So we're about halfway there. You're half there. <laughs> half the time. What are you talking about? I don't think I've ever been sober for an episode. All right. All right. Ooh. Hey, Ooh. hey, hey. <laughs> it's medicinal. It keeps yes. me, and it also keeps me from being very boring. <laughs> Weed makes everything interesting. It does. Yes. Yes. But um, yeah. So yeah, it's same with us. You know, we and I think I uh, on the episode I did with you, uh, I did mention that we started out doing an episode a day, and yes, uh, yeah, that was insane. Like, it was insanity. Brutal. Yeah, completely yeah. brutal. And and I, I don't know what the hell we were thinking. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. But, no, the, they keep you sane, though. I mean, at the when our state locked down here for the pandemic, literally the day we locked down, my entire house burned down, just like, haha, funny shit. coincidence. And so lost everything. And the, the podcast was really just something for me to focus on and to just... Yeah track of not only time but it felt grounding to be able to talk to people i'm very extroverted and so this was feeding that and also slightly distracting me from just the world crumbling around me including my house so i'm sorry to hear about that i had my house burned down years ago and uh i'm right there with you yeah i've i was reading statistics about how often it is and so i I guess it was just my turn, but I'm, you know, thankful we were all okay and i've met some great people through the podcast and Again, happy to be here because I love talking to fellow podcasters. Well, you know, podcast podcasting is one of the things that gives me purpose in life um, because I am in between volunteer positions right now. I'm looking to get into the Humane Society, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but prior to that, I was I was working for a uh, a horse farm that does like. Uh, Oh, what do I want to say? They, I, they do like um, therapeutic riding for people with disabilities. Okay. Um, they're very, very well known around here. Um, and they do incredible work. Um, and I like that part of it, but it was very physically demanding because uh, mm-hmm. it's a farm, right? You know, mucking yeah. out stables and, and horses and horses. And yeah, yeah. crazy. But he was always having to milk the boys and it was just getting weird. (laughs) But uh, the other thing was that some of the people I worked with were were very, very, very conservative and didn't gel well with me at all. So Mm. I started 
feeling uncomfortable to go and like not wanting to go. And I was like, all right, this isn't the right match for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking the, the, the Humane Society has very tight rules on appropriate conversation. Yes. And, and uh, you know, I just read up on that. and I was like, all right, this sounds good. You know, I can stay, I can stay, you know, atypical or atopical if they can, mm-hmm. you know, I can yeah. respect that. And I really am looking forward to doing it. But yeah, podcasting is part of my big part of my life. Yeah, mine too. I'm, this is, I, I was doing podcasts professionally a couple of years ago. So I've got a lot of practice with these things. And I used to run a storytelling one many years ago. And then I kind of just been helping everyone else with podcasts. So that's why I decided to jump in and it's, it's fun. Like for me, it's the most, (laughs) it's the most low effort extra version that I can muster. It's like, (laughs) Half of the reason I'm not on cam with you guys right now is I'm in my jammies. I've got my vape, like I'm totally chilled out. So I'm just, I, I love, you know, the closeness that it brings for people who are even far away. It feels like you're getting to know people through podcast. For sure. I'm in my jammies too. I just have no shame. (laughs) (laughs) I have pants on. It's fair. Oh, one of us does for that. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I don't sleep with jeans on, but I do have jeans on right now. So Um, I'm almost completely in my pajamas. Nice. I'm one of those underwear sleepers. Not that anybody ever wanted to know that or ask me, but But you add my two cents. You just offered. Nice. No, I can't do anything. It's like it's the one time where you can just be free. Like no, hopefully no one's up after you. I'm a late night person, so I'm always last person to go to sleep when the sun's coming up i'm like okay i'm going to sleep now i just tried to avoid my kids seeing me naked a lot because <laughs> that would happen i mean that would happen when when they were younger and uh yes. as we as they got older i was kind of like uh something's gotta something's gotta give here because when you're yes. both naked in the bed and shit starts to yes. happen and next thing you know you forgot to lock the door and you're explaining Help. why you're wrestling with mommy in the bed and why they can't get in the bed yeah oh my god <laughs> Yeah, every it's, person it's has one story terrible. like that. Yes. yes, yes. I walked in on my parents one yeah. time. Um, it was one of those things where I was too young. I didn't know what they were doing. But my dad's reaction made me just like for years be like, what was going on in there? And then when I <laughs> one created day it this hit you. fucking mystery, yeah, one day I was just out with my friends at the mall and I was like, oh my God, they were banging. And my friends were like, what? I'm like, I walked in on my parents like many years ago and they were like, we're so sorry, Nat. They're like patting me. So I feel like every kid has that story. I, where walked out, I never walked in on my parents doing oh, anything because, because they Ellis. were like, they had deadbolts on the door, everything else. Like they were like, fuck no, this ain't happening. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I didn't learn from that lesson. Of course, I had a bathroom door lock. The most infamous story of me and my eldest child. She basically she wanted in the bathroom and I was in the bathroom mm. when she was about was a little over a year old. She kicked the fucking door in mm. and I'm sitting there with my legs spread on the toilet, smoking a cigarette doing my business and she points at my penis and starts laughing hysterically and i was like oh that is like the most humiliating thing how do you come back from that are you emasculating (laughs) especially from your kid who's just like haha like it turns out my daughter's a lesbian so i like to think that i had a part in that good good on you i turned her away from i turned her away from those dirty penis right off yeah straight (laughs) off she's like i've seen this before yeah yeah, this this was a formative moment in my life. I, yep. I, 
I can't stop thinking that. about dad's penis. So this is never going to work. Right. Her right. therapist is making bank off of this right now. Like, <laughs> At least she has a good sense of humor about it. Cause oh, I've, we, we've God. had this conversation before where I said, is, it, is, that, is that what did it? And she's like, no, no. <laughs> We I never don't even spoke again about it. that. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, no, we just, I was raised kind of religiously. So it was like hamper any, any shit down, any awkwardness, any like nothing. So I've never spoke to anyone about this in my family, at least. Oh my God. I'm glad that I'm glad. And I'm not a knock on the way you grew up at all. I, I didn't. I don't want you to think that I'm that I'm saying that everybody grows up the way they grow up. I grew up around uh, very religious grandparents and uh, they were literally I live in their house right now. They were mm-hmm. within spitting distance of my house when I was growing up. We lived in two different sides of the property. Mm-hmm. My parents and I didn't. But I've been much more open with my children to the extent that I'll even like if my son's really getting on me about something, I'll be like, yeah, well, I do your mom. So shut up <laughs> just <laughs> just to shut him down because I'm ignorant. And I'm way to ego crush him. Yeah. Just boom. Put him back in his place. At this point. Yeah. (laughs) At at this point, at this point, it's just an in joke. It's not anything more because he knows that I do it lovingly with him, but there for a while, you know, I I could, I could get him to storm away from the table because he'd be like, Oh, I can't believe you said that. Like parents like that. Like I, you don't worry. You're not knocking the way I grew up. I grew up in a super small town, less than 2000 people. Um, I equate it to like the country, like, well, like it felt like that. Um, it wasn't. So they keep saying, but as soon as I got out, I was like, oh man, not everyone is so repressed. And so, so yeah. Well, so now um, I'm like the heathen of the family. They're like, oh, she's, she's gone to California and she's done these things. So well, you, um, you took the route that most of us did when we were released from the bonds of uh, that that kind of a uh, way of thinking uh, around us and mm-hmm, kind of were mm-hmm. like, Holy shit, I don't have to be like that, <laughs> you know? And, and that's, I mean, my parents are cool. They mm-hmm. are, but they aren't religious or anything. Like that, the older he gets, he gets a little more religious about stuff. It happens. I think with everybody sure. that, that grew up in that kind of an environment, because he grew up in a more strict religious upbringing. Mm-hmm. So did my mother, but they never forced it on us. Thankfully, like once I was 14, I was allowed to make the decision whether I was going to church anymore. And I was like, Nope, I'm out. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Same, same here. Yeah. That was it. I don't know what's magic about the age of 14, but (laughs) I just got first hair on ball and I'm not going to church anymore. Well, for me, it was for me. I think it was catechism. I finished my catechism. I was confirmed. And then it was Mm, my decision. Oh, you didn't really never made it. Man, never made it to confirmation. No, no kidding. Well, dude, I went to Catholic school. Yeah. And I had the same miserable bitch teacher two years in a row. (laughs) And I don't feel bad for saying it like that because she was miserable. I still think she looks exactly the same and smells like the inside of a closet like she did back in when like I was in third falls. grade. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. What's with the? I don't want to like shit on Catholicism, but man, oh, you're that's welcome really to do whatever like, you want to shit well, on here. It's not even that. I just whew, it looks it looks like a tough road to fall. Like I have lots of former Catholic friends who are like, nah, can't just so strict. And so I'm glad that my parents weren't super strict about it. But it was kind of even now it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like my family is always thinking like I'm the oddball and I am. I'm the oddball, but I'm okay being the oddball. I think it's so ritualistic, you know, like Mm -hmm. even among even among uh, uh, an entire religion that's very ritualistic and symbolic. 
the level that it goes to at a Catholic mass is over the top because I attended <laughs> one once. I just need somebody like, to explain to me how they have a book that has thousands of fucking pages and you do the same shit every year on the same yep. dates. Like, how is that possible? They well, like it. They like that comfort. There's four stories a month, 12 months out of the year and the rest of the stuff. Eh, it's just there. I I remember there was like this how to read the Bible in a year thing. Ooh. And uh, uh that a friend of mine uh was talking about. I was in my I think I was like 19. And uh she she was very very religious and she was I guess she was witnessing to me in her way. Mm-hmm. But she was sharing this with me. I don't know. It was just it was just an interesting sort of Thing to was me. life 360 plus child <laughs> what? what what was that i have no idea who was that i don't even know that didn't come from me another ghost in the machine well, we, get, we got a, we got we got a cross signal somewhere yeah did somebody, we get one of those hackers that were had like those people who were jumping into zooms in the middle of i the hope they pandemic? enjoyed yeah I hope they well, enjoyed their time here did you yeah. guys like it did you can you hear me still yeah, give me. I hope give they me liked a, it. Join yeah, the conversation. Me, yeah, we had special <laughs> guest anonymous on the show. <laughs> that's that's so typical for this show. We always have these weird interruptions and strange segues. Like Mike used to record. Now he's in his own room, but he used to record. Downstairs. I got my own room in my own house. He's a big boy. <laughs> exactly. It's my very own. But he, he used to he used to have uh, his recording set up in his easy chair in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was have, a fucking family circus around me at all times. Like, of course, it was doors slamming, and it wasn't like a, a like a intentional slam. It was just that his screen just- door. Yeah, you know, a metal screen door. You could oil it forever; it's still going to make a noise. A slap when it, yeah. yeah. The thing that I always said to you was that it was never happening unless I was on recording. Like yeah. the rest of the day, it's as quiet as a as as a church, and then all of a sudden, like that's yeah. going to be recording. Let's go slam the doors, flush the toilets, rile the dog up. You know, <laughs> blast music in the hallway. You're not really doing a podcast unless you're being rudely interrupted. I had to just send out a mass text to people five minutes before this being like, don't bother me because I just know I know that'll happen. Yeah. 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 I, I learned a long time ago to make sure that my phone was on silent because yep. people, mm-hmm. my mother will call me, my brother will call me, mm-hmm. Jane will text me from the other room. I mean, anything like that is possible. And I'm like, seriously, you know what I'm doing? Come on Just now. Give me this hour. Yes. One hour or two, whatever. <laughs> or nine. It's your me time. At one point in time, or was, nine. Yeah, one, one point nine. time, it was like nine hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a freaking part-time job here. Wow. That didn't crazy. Didn't pay very good though. We have how what's the longest we recorded about three hours that one time? Uh, I would say three and a half hours is oh, probably about God. the longest we ever recorded. I don't think anybody's ever listened to that full episode. So, well, I broke it up into well, I cut a lot of stuff as bonus and then I made it into two episodes and it still was too long. I can is beat that, that. <laughs> really. Yes, last year. 
the podcast did a 24 hour charity episode recorded live for 24 hours we had 11 guests we had four games we had musicians um yeah it sounded really cool to do at the at the start we were like yes and we raised money we raised like three thousand dollars we were super stoked but about let's say eight ten hours in i was like oh oh no what did what did i do (laughs) and so i was like i'm just gonna get more stoned and so there is definitely a chunk of that live stream that we were doing because we were doing it for twitch as well it's probably like a good two hours that I have no recollection whatsoever <laughs> because there was three, three hosts, but we had friends and we had people. And so occasionally we would be like, okay, I'm dipping out. And we'd go take like a 20 minute to 40 minute break. Just even if we didn't sleep, just away from talking, but I never slept. I just stayed up and yeah, I just, I went to listen to it like after we recorded it and posted it and there's just solid. I am just la- we are just laughing our asses off for a good, like 20 minutes about one thing. And I remember being on the floor crying, but that's about it just like crying <laughs> laughing so don't push yourself beyond nine oh, no. hours yeah like ugh, what i'm thinking. pretty sure yeah i would have been like i'm sorry dude i i quit yeah. <laughs> i can't don't do worry. this we had someone who about three hours in was like uh what the fuck and we're like no don't say it my main thing is i'm just not young like that anymore the recovery after that 24 hours up i was yeah. wrecked for Truth. like a week awful isn't it great getting older like you get drunk and he takes you a week to recover from one night of drinking and you're like the first two days you're like god i wish somebody would kill me you know you swear you're never going to do it again and then the next weekend you're doing it again my problem these days is when i get drunk i become mr mr i have to be authentic and wise you know Ah. that isn't a new thing no, but it's much worse. And like, I must impart my wisdom on the youth. My zinc. That's what yes. I do. It's, I stopped it's drinking like, because of that. Yeah, I, well, I do on occasion. And almost every time it ends up being embarrassing if I have more than two drinks. And so I try to limit it to one or two drinks, like yeah. a glass of wine or a beer with dinner, something like that. But yeah, yeah I don't drink I have, to excess anymore either. It just, well, it's just no. not worth it. It's embarrassing. You lose your inhibitions in a way that you don't with pot. You know, you become obnoxious and sort of don't know how to read the room. I get super gay and start touching dudes' butts and stuff, honest to God. So, yeah. It's true. I may like, yeah, it's true. My my real self comes out. (laughs) And there's nothing. Yeah. I love that about you, but it's a bit aggressive. You were grabbing my ass at your birthday that that year. Do you don't even, even remember? remember? Don't, don't even, even fucking remember it. No, you that's Shadow to, Mike. It's like the yeah. worst part of it. Yeah, Shadow Mike was grabbing asses, yep. and Real Mike doesn't yep. remember it. Yeah, that's the thing. The blackouts are crazy. So, oh yeah, I you know alcoholism runs in my family. Occasionally, I take breaks from it. Same, but this is the here. longest. Yeah, 
Yeah, good, good. You should do that. I mean, it's nice to just keep yourself in check. I live in Washington, D.C., and drinking alcohol is a hobby. It's a it's a hobby and it's a sport here. You can win awards in it. And so you have to be careful in this area because everything revolves around alcohol. And I started to realize there were several people who I realized I'd never seen or we'd never hung out without alcohol. And so right before the pandemic, I declared, oh, I'm going to go one whole year without alcohol and then three months later the shit hit the fan and everyone's like what are you gonna do and I was like no I'm gonna try to keep up so I'm still on no alcohol uh, this Thanksgiving will be three years um just a personal challenge just trying to see how long I can go but there are so many people who don't talk to me anymore because I mm. don't drink not that I can, I don't care if anyone else drinks I've got my vape I've got my edibles I'm Cali sober but it's definitely a reflection that I don't think people recognizes that they've totally distanced themselves. I get the people who keep trying to pressure me like, oh, come on now, just one sip, just one sip. And I'm like, why though? It was very bold of you to wait till the end of the world to decide to quit drinking. I know, right? So, yeah. so yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's fucking something. Thank you. It is Thank awesome. You. And I mean, you know, I, when I experienced something very similar to that when I made a decision to cut all substances out for a while mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. i was just, i was in a really bad space emotionally mentally um and i needed to uh reset my life so i just dropped everything and some of my quote-unquote close friends just disappeared on me completely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and it was it was it devastated me i ran into him at a party the next year and he was like yeah, man, I know that, you know, you changed the stuff. I don't hate you for mm. it. I was like, he's like blaming me. What? Basically, in, an, in a passive aggressive way, yes. like blaming me for changing on him. And it's like, mm-hmm, dude, I had mm-hmm. to save my own fucking life. You know, I'm sorry if that's inconvenient to you, but you're the one that stopped answering my phone calls. So, yeah, no, it's probably for the better think, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say good riddance. Yeah, that was exactly. my Reddit. And well, exactly. And I agree with you, you know, and I mean, I've had some people cut me off in life and it mm-hmm. gives me some, it was, it's traumatic, you know, it's affected my mm-hmm. ability to form relationships with people, but at the same time, every single one of those people showed their true colors and I'm better off yep. without them. So yes, yes, know, it's, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. <clears throat> I see your true color. <laughs> you said we needed more singing on here. I figured yeah, I'd just break some out. Thank you, Mike. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You know, Tom, speaking to that, something that I often hear with the work that I do and, and the people that I coach is a lot of people feel this pressure to live up to the idea that others have about them. Right. Because depending on who you've got in your circle or what kind of self-esteem you have, or even just, you know, unconsciously, you might not be realizing it. We're going to gravitate towards the people who we think are showing us ourselves back. And when you're doing something like using a lot of substances or being reckless, you probably are hanging around people who are doing the same thing. And so it's never really a problem when you're doing it. But the moment you decide to divert to something different, now they see that reflection. They're like, no, 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 you're not doing the same destructive shit I'm doing. What's, wait, why? And yeah. Yeah, it puts their own perceived flaws into sharp relief. Mm -hmm. And really, Mm -hmm. it is about them, 100%. Um, But I mean, you know, 
I'm bipolar and being bipolar, I have to self-observe constantly. And I've had to Mm -hmm. do so for such a long time that I rarely miss these things on myself, but a lot of people aren't really geared to do that because it's a it's like any other thing it's something you practice and get good at muscle Mm -hmm. like a muscle exactly so the less you self-observe as a rule the more bowled over you're going to be by something that like shakes your you to the core you know and ooh, but self-awareness is like oh it's so tough like it is that's what people tell me at work. They're like, oh, like I can see it. The uncomfortableness. We're not. Yeah. I think if we started younger telling kids and they do it in some other countries and cultures, just letting kids understand what self-awareness is mm-hmm. and making them express themselves more than just tantrums or time out shit. Um, we have a lot of people who just aren't comfortable with what is within. They just don't want to, to go there. I think people are kind of scared of authenticity. Like, you know, when, you know, sometimes, you know, like you get choked up and, you know, it comes out in your voice and people go like, whoa, 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 you know, like relax, Mm -hmm. back up a little bit, stuff like that. And and it's like, Mm -hmm. and these are people who, who themselves are very open. It's just that authenticity is scary because suddenly you're seeing someone with all their guards down and it's like, their vulnerability makes you feel vulnerable and maybe yes. you're not in the right headspace for that at that moment in time. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But authenticity is so fucking important to me. Oh yeah. That yes. sometimes I, I always overshare always. And I never know <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs> until afterwards. I'm like, shit, did I just overshare? <laughs> do you, uh, do you know about, do you guys know about radical honesty? Radical honesty? No, but I like the sound yeah. of it. Honestly, that's so, really cool. Yes, it just Dude, it's, it's radical. so rad. Yes, it skateboards by you. So <laughs> <laughs> radical honesty is what I practice in my relationship with my partner. We've been together for a very long time, over like 15 years. And okay. um, people are always like, How, how? And one of the biggest things is we practice radical honesty, which means we tell each other everything. Mm-hmm even if it's not something we'd want to hear because we always joke that when we watch our friends or people that we know have disagreements or miscommunications, it's like watching one of those fucking television shows where like one person is telling the opposite person and then in a split screen, they're telling, it's like, no, their wires are crossed. And like, we just, it's so silly. We see that happen with our friends a lot. We're like, oh, if you just would be honest, this wouldn't happen. And so we practice radical honesty. Um, Sometimes I will just ask my partner, like, you know, what's up? How are you feeling? Like, how are you really feeling? What have I done this week that like maybe has upset you? Um, or we share just like snippets of thoughts that we've had this week about certain things. And so I feel like the reason that I've gravitated towards him and a lot of my friends that I have is we're all very, we try to be very authentic. We try to be like our raw, real selves with each other, even when it's not pretty. So I commend you for like, taking that self-awareness step that a lot of people seem to be scared of like you said it's it's that look inside we don't always like what we see inside but it's us so you know yeah well the only way to get off the pot right well the (laughs) only way to reconcile with yourself and accept yourself is to confront yourself Mm -hmm. um and i you know 
I I'm I lost my train of thought, even though I I, I loved what you were saying and I wanted to like jump in on it, but Mike um, has to jump in because uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna full dis full disclosure. Uh, I'm about two hours into a RSO dose. Oh my gosh! And, uh, it's starting to come up. <laughs> what did you take? What did you take it on? Uh, I just put it on a Teddy Graham. Okay. Did you just do like one drop? I did two rice, two rice. Oh size. my gosh. Well, I did one yesterday and it wasn't enough, but this is, this is lovely. Too much. It's, just, it's lovely. Actually, it's exactly <laughs> what I, the amount that I should go for, but it's done a hell of a number on my short-term memory. <laughs> like worse that's the usual. only thing i don't like about weed that's my least yeah. favorite thing i've said we're going to do an episode about the cons of cannabis and uh-huh. that is one of them i fucking hate forgetting things like i i work in three different time zones i yeah. have to manage over 800 people so it's it's really not good when i can't remember so i have sticky notes like everywhere and in my phone i hate the short-term memory loss yeah yeah it is that i mean even the munchies i don't mind so much but nah, i don't like those either uh they're kind of fun for a minute but then <laughs> at a certain point you've run out of snack foods and then mm. the regret sets in you're like what the oh hell yes did i just do to my body oh my lord <laughs> i only keep healthy munchies around for this reason like i do not want the munchie regrets because it sucks so i keep yeah. like stupid shit that i start eating and i'm like eh, it's too healthy i don't really want this and then i i don't <laughs> eat much of it well you're retraining your brain not to take a full yes advantage of the munchies i i don't know um i don't know i wanted to know did you ever try the s'mores cereal uh yes <laughs> bro yes i did i just ate an entire bag of that shit in like three days oh, so good i got one bowl i got one bowl and then when i came back i, was, I fucking yes. ate the rest of it that's why <laughs> someone ate it i was like oh no i thought i hit it up really high where i could barely reach but everyone's like a foot and a half taller than me so um yeah it's gone but i had some oh so good it was so good you have to you have Love to that let, recommendation you have to let that soak in milk for just a few minutes mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's nice and soft it has to get a little soggy i don't know this whole stays crispy even in milk because usually the cereals that boast that tear the shit out of your roof of your mouth when you eat oh, yeah. Yeah, well it's scratchy. basically just golden grams in that stuff so that golden mm-hmm. grams were never known for their uh for their uh keeping their texture when wet yeah so yeah. at least yeah you know what else i like to do though i like to take like the yummy mummy or not the yummy mummy not that one the fruit brute uh frankenberry and uh booberry and mix them together and then you get like oh. all three of the fruit monsters oh. in the same like slushy shit in your bowl Fuck yes wow that's it's next level good shit i still think cookie crisp is one of the best cereals and one of the sharpest one of the sharpest for sure. <laughs> I also Crunch have, and Cookie Crisp. <laughs> I also love Captain Crunch. Maybe yeah. I'm a masochist. Yeah. Secretly. <laughs> no, I we have uh 
Wow. What is it? Oh yeah. The cookie crunch. Someone makes them here in DC as edibles. And so we get a bag oh. of like a hundred of them and they're like mini. So like, I don't never know what the dosage is, but I'm like, it's just like three spoonfuls in my bowl. Um, and they're just, they're amazing. They're so good. I seem to have some sort of resistance to edibles. And I think it has mm. something to do with a combination of my body weight and the amount of cannabis that I use. Ah, but yes. I took like three gummies and only felt lightly affected mm-hmm. by it. So, and at a first certain point, you're just like, okay, I don't want to just eat an entire thirty dollar bag. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah. it's, it's it's nice because in California, where I, I just recently visited, um, everything out there is totally available. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can, if you're, if you're interested in trying an edible, I remember looking at the case and going, oh, you know, this thing says it's for heavy users. And that kind of put yep. the fear in me. I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for that, even as that a heavy, heavy dose stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. after, but after trying uh, felt the good. stuff that I did try, I decided next time I'm in a true dispensary, like a proper dispensary. Oh yeah. Hopefully one comes to Pennsylvania if they ever legalize it here, which I'm beginning to have more hope about. Yes, um, Maryland legalized here as well. Um we were just in California for Halloween and I took someone who had never been to California with me before and first thing I was like, look, <laughs> We're going to do California my way, which means we're getting off the plane and the Uber is taking us to the dispensary (laughs) and we'll pick up. And so that's what we did. And he was like, oh, my gosh, he's looking around. And after we were done, I was like, what did you think? Because we saw all this stuff. He said this. This is exactly what I thought a dispensary was going to be like. And all the people were exactly what I they were so chill. And I was like, yeah, this is just California dispensaries. And. I, I love trying all kinds of new things when I'm there. So I found like uh, cannabis bubble gum and some other stuff, but I brought back so many edibles. So I'm happy about that. Awesome. Um, I am. Uh, I, I I was just so impressed with, with, with California in general. I went to LA and while I wouldn't want to live in LA, there are parts oh, outside of parts outside of that. Like, where my where my brother lives where i would mm-hmm. totally dig on living if i could oh yeah it. because it's yes. such a beautiful part of the country um it's amazing you know it's the only one of the only places i've ever been where i'd be like like we were at griffin park and mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking gorgeous amazing, by the way. Views. amazing views um we were we were uh well I want to save some stuff for my next episode, but sure. uh, where I talk about it, but, but basically just the most beautiful part of the country I've ever been to loved the weather. Everything about it was perfect. Like I was talking about with my wife, like seriously considering moving there, <laughs> but the price would be ridiculous. Oh, the price is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, and uh, I don't know. It's a nice place to visit. Don't don't do that grass is greener on the other side of the fence thing. Because <laughs> you're always gonna have things you hate about wherever you live. And things you I have. I regret moving from California. So I moved from California to DC and oh, wow. um 
I, you know, I go back multiple times a year and I love it because it's the one place that doesn't feel like vacation to me. I just feel like I'm home. But mm-hmm. I was just um, before our house burned down, we were we were like, OK, we're going to go out to California and have a trip. We're going to go look for a house. And uh, we have a property out there now that we rent. And so we're like, let's just try to look. Let's see what we can find. And then the fire happened and we were like, oh, yeah. maybe we shouldn't try and move in a pandemic. But when I went back for Halloween, I was looking at an old apartment of mine that I thought at the time was astronomical. It was like a studio that was like a thousand dollars, like 10 wow. years ago. And when I went to look at it <laughs> this time, it's in a whole new building. Like the building's been totally redone and they want $3,200 a month. And it's like 20 square feet less. And I was like, cause it's in LA, it's in LA proper. And yeah. it's, it's like there, no one's going to be able to afford to live in California soon. Like it's so crazy expensive there. Have yeah. you ever gone there, Mike? Have you been nope. to California? No, um, I don't think I've ever been any further west than um, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, yes. Mike, someday, someday road you trip. and I are going to go on a road trip. Yes. And we're going to go somewhere badass. Like, I want to see the world's where. biggest ball of yarn. Maybe you should come out with us to South Dakota one of these times. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. It's a completely Tag out with your wife a little room. bit, too. Plays by his own rules. If it weren't for the fact that this is a podcast, (laughs) finger guns, and I want to preserve some of your anonymity, I would have called you by your full full name. With oh come on, you know I do. I know, but still, I love your mom too. I have to mock out. (laughs) It's like equal opportunity. He has been talking about my mother. Since we were teenagers, she is a very special lady. <laughs> she is, yeah, and she's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, inside and, and out, genuinely. How long? How long have you guys known each other? We've been teenagers, for what thirty years? I would say probably since we were what 13, 14, somewhere in that range. I want to say so around say- when you guys both gave up religion. Just like, <laughs> yes, we found each other. So we led us to each other. <laughs> we saved one another. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say we were probably 14 or 15 because I was in my second year of high school, which is the what? Sophomore, right? Sophomore, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. That would have been the same for me, dude. I graduated the same year as you. I know what I'm <laughs> saying. So we met in our sophomore year. Yep. That sounds and, about right. Uh, so I think I was probably 14 or 15. I would have been 15. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that summer you, I would have been fifteen. Oh, right. yeah, that's that's thirty-one years. Are you guys each other's longest relationship? One of. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. One of. I think. I think the only other one is is my friend Jess, uh, who is right along the same amount of time. So. That bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was a joke. It was I'm a joke. Cutting that. I'm cutting that. It was a joke. <laughs> I know. She doesn't listen, but still, oh my God, I have to cut what that. What kind of friend is she then? <laughs> I just make her, she's trying to horn in on my action. That's all. I know. I see it. He's only got eyes for you, Mike. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I contend that in another life, we were married. 
because mm-hmm. there is this weird sexual tension between us that's always, always has been. existed. Doesn't sound it, weird. And it sounds not, like some ass grabbing was happening. So yeah. And, Even before and, the days of alcohol. <laughs> and I think that just adds to our chemistry. And I think it makes our relationship that much more interesting because there is that unrequited thing. Will they fuck? Won't they fuck? One mm. <laughs> 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 seasons. <laughs> do you guys live close? Like, or, do you guys see each other in person? Yeah. I think yeah. since the pandemic, it's been a lot less just because mm-hmm. I have a medically fragile uh, child that I, mm-hmm. I have to try to protect. And not that there's anything, you know, that I think Tom's like out licking mm-hmm. toilet seats or anything like that. It's just <coughs> got to be safe. Yeah. You know, we got I, I just limit exposure uh, to everybody for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. I, I don't see my brother as often as I'd like yeah. either. And he lives like two and a half miles away from me, you know, so. I have, if you can see back there, I have a computer and a monitor for him. (laughs) We've been just (laughs) fucking putzing around for two months now. Yeah, yeah, at least, maybe three. Yeah, we're going to get there eventually. You'll get there. The little little engine that could. Well, remember your Christmas gift a couple years ago. I didn't give it to you for, what, nine months after Christmas? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a birthday gift. (laughs) Repurpose that. Happy Easter. Um, Just whatever you can. (laughs) For your birthday, it would have been even worse because your birthday is right before Christmas. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? There should be a term for that instead of re-gifting because that is already (laughs) taken. But there should be a term specifically for when you repurpose a gift. (laughs) <laughs> like i'm okay with repurposing i know a lot of people get highly offended but i'd honestly rather you re-gift my gift than like just throw it away oh and yeah well no that i'm like, also one of those people that i love getting used stuff too i could care less mm-hmm. as long as it isn't like a personal care item like i don't get me a fucking spin brush that somebody else was already using the way I look you know, at what, like a sewing machine that was used or sneakers that are in good shape or something. Yeah, man, I love that stuff. I'll repurpose things. I don't take upcycle. it personally when someone doesn't like a gift I gave them because it, it it's more a reflection on my understanding of what they want and like than it is mm. anything that they did. So it's it just all it says to me is I need to try a little harder to figure out who they are. So it's a lesson for me. It's not, it's not like, oh, you don't like my gift. You don't like me. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's not mm-hmm. you know, their fault. It's my That's fault. why I always include receipts. Yeah. If you don't yep. like it, please don't take that shit it. back. Make me feel better. <laughs> Gifts um, are gift giving is such a social like construct. It's like one of those, like it's all the things we don't say that are being said. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not that, I don't get that attached to the gift. It's an item. And I hope I am one of those people who like, it's the thought that counts. If you thought enough of me to try to give me something, then like, I'm here for it, whatever it is. I think the best gifts, honestly, and it doesn't matter how much they cost, is something handmade. Like if you make something for somebody that is so much more memorable then oh you got me a coffee maker like yeah okay that's great but i could go buy a coffee maker if i really wanted one even if i really wanted one and was super happy to get it a five dollar craft that you spent hours on is so much more valuable to me 
I'm going to be that bitch. Like, I want that craft to be good. And if you give me a lopsided bowl, it's, I'm probably using it for jewelry. <laughs> well, I'm not yeah, going to put my cookie crisps in it. But, well, you know. Well, let's put it this way. I'm going to say age is a factor. Yes. You know? Okay. Okay. You know okay. I mean? Like, if a yes. kid gives yeah. you a lopsided bowl, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 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 It's like a Picasso. But it's also about the, I think that if someone puts effort and passion to it, it won't be a lopsided bowl. They wouldn't mm-hmm. give you that. They'd try it again and again till they got it right. I certainly would. You know, that sounds masochistic. Remember, well, I am masochistic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, already established that. <laughs> <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it. What's one of the best gifts you guys have gotten? Oh gosh. Um, let's see. My significant other makes blankets. And she made me a blanket that had the Flyers, Philly, Sixers, and Eagles logos all, <laughs> all mixed nice. together. Uh, and that was probably one of my favorite things. It was one of the first blankets she ever made. And then she made me another one after that that was, like, fucking amazing also. Oh, yeah. I so, wish I could sew. Do you still and, have it? And still- little shit, yeah. And little shit that my kids had made me over the course of time. Like my mm-hmm. kids would be like, dad, I only got you this keychain. I'm like, this is the greatest keychain ever. <laughs> my son made one on a 3D printer and had my initials on it. I was like, dude, you oh, know me so well. I think this is something awesome. I will use. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah. that. I think mine. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. mine was probably. I don't know if you'd call it a gift so much as a sim- oh, me, a sympathy gift. Um, one of my cats died. And my mom got me this little wooden carving thing that said a cat is just an angel with wings. And it had the cat's name on it. And I still have that hanging up in my house. So that was a really important oh, meaningful that's sweet. thing for me. You know, because that that was my first cat from my marriage. Like we got her a year, maybe not even a year into our marriage. So when she passed, it was wow, it was like getting uppercutted. Yeah. So yeah, really, I've lost pet too. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I don't want to get on that topic, but oh. But well, we're turning the table on you now. You didn't name the gift, did you? Your favorite oh, yeah. gift. Yeah. I was trying to think. Like, there's a gift that's so we do a lot of like gag gifts as well. Like if it's a birthday or if it's the holidays, like one gift is going to be a gag gift. And so my birthday a few months ago, someone got me a gag gift and it's like totally me and I'm not ever going to use it, but I've just showed them off. Someone got me socks, custom made socks from Etsy with Guy Ferrari's face on them because I hate him so much. I am so with you on that. I'm here for that right now. I I I fucking hate Guy Fieri. (laughs) Guy oh, Fieri. Yeah, fuck I that guy. I want to punch him in the face. Like when you wear your sunglasses on the back of your head like that, like He's I'm gonna also punch a homophobic you. prick. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. He made He's some like very... nasty comments about uh, a restaurant that was owned by, yeah. by a gay couple, and he was like, "I don't like those people oh. and shit." And I'm like, "Dude, yeah. you don't fucking say those people about anybody." What the fuck century are you in? He's he lives in Florida, so piece I mean, of shit. I'm right there with you, though. Oh, I would love to walk on Guy Fieri's face. <laughs> How does he have this many shows on though? Like, because I I love diners, drive-ins, and fives, which now he's colloquially called Triple D. Like everything he says just makes me like. So I can only watch it on mute. He's a dumb dick douchebag. He's a Triple D, all right. 
Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, these that socks, was that was that was a good one, Mike. Um these I'd socks. I'd be walking were like, in shit with them just because I'm a jerk. <laughs> I've been sneaking them on people when they're sleeping and they wake up and they probably <laughs> guy socks. On. How the hell that's do the you joke. sneak socks onto somebody when they're sleeping? You've got some that, heavy sleepers. Yeah. That is that sounds like some serious skill that you have managed. I've been sleeping with socks on so that I don't get guide. That's what we're calling it, getting guide. <laughs> um, while I'm sleeping. So I like that. Sure. I like that a lot. That sounds like the name of the podcast episode. Or that's the episode getting guide. Title. Yep. Yeah. yeah getting guide. Everything um, about we him. Always, just... We always find a, the title somewhere within the the. I was so scared. Proper. I was so scared for a minute. You were going to be like, "I love no. Guy Fieri," and I was going to be like, "Oh Matt. God!" I, I've actually Who's... gotten. I actually got into an argument with a guest one time over him, <laughs> like on the like, podcast. I was like, "Dude, no." He's no. a piece of trash. Yeah. People who are like separate the artist from the art. And I'm like, no, because that's who's like, that's who he is. And um, I think like six months ago, there was someone who was just like a colleague and like we were networking and just budding friendships, right? Like she was way more into being my friend than I was her. But then she sent me like herself, like she would send me selfies all the time, which were weird. Well, I was like, I didn't ask for that. Um, like hmm. selfies of like her in low cut shirts and like, maybe she's trying to tell me something, but I, I had no time for this because in the selfies, Tom's I done see- the same fucking thing to me. <laughs> I can't tell you a number of times he sent me a picture with his, with his cum gutter sticking out or his, what uh, or his butt crack. My cum gutter. You don't know what that is. <laughs> Nat, do you know what that uh, is? I mean, yeah, I know what that is. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Look it's, it up on Urban Dictionary, Tom. It's, it's, yeah, it's when a guy's like really ripped down like like his abs <laughs> down below his waist. He gets like this crease. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. that little like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So in all of her selfies, Tom I just really can see have this. <laughs> no, I really don't. He has come yeah. canals. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Mm, she had a, she had a painting of guy behind her and i was like mm. and so i mentioned it when we met for brunch i was like i just threw out guy fairy's name and she was like oh my husband and i love to watch him blah 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 and i was just like that was it for me i was like we're done like in my mind i was like, <laughs> ship over and like i only saw her one time after that and we haven't you touched said, stop right yes. there just mm-hmm. stop right there just a quick thing to add here if you in any way question your sexuality, do not do a Google image search of cum gutter. <laughs> I love that he looked it up. I love it. He raised that history. Nah, then nah, nah, I'll probably go back and look at oh, it. Oh man, I looked at like, no. I looked the worst things, trust She's me. Like, that's not no of you. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna pretend. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend to be you remember honest. looking for the amazing pud for like an hour and a half. Uh, oh no. my god. Oh, All right. No. So do you really want to know? Is the question. Do you want to know what the amazing pud is? Yeah, I mean give it's it to something me. pretty right. fantastic and otherworldly from the 90s. Yeah, so okay. we we uh figured out that we could get free porn by signing up for one of those catalogs like Adam and Eve. Oh uh, yeah, huh? Because they had oh yeah, only... when you're a kid, those those little snapshots, <laughs> like stamp size snapshots That's are enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. Enough. yeah, that was free porn. So the we wind would, can blow upwards. We would get these <laughs> <Right>? catalogs. <laughs> 
we would get these catalogs and just look at them and be like, oh, cool. And then once you got on that mailing list, you got on other ones. And oh, so some I freaky would, shit. I would get some weird like brochures in the mail and stuff. Like I had to like intercept the mail every day so my parents wouldn't get it. First. That's what you get. This is yeah. what you get. I, I would fucking pay to see your mother or your father open up the mailbox <laughs> and see that and be like, oh. okay, which one was it? Oh my God. <laughs> that was one that actually I found. But uh I remember that one. There was you one. guys are desperate. Police yeah. will do anything. Like horny police will do freaking anything. Oh my god. He used to do stuff to the maternity section in the pennies catalog. Yeah. Oh yeah. They I had know like that. those I had cousins who did that. The, yeah. The, you know the that things come down for the milk. Yeah. Yes. You know. I saw my cousin like circle in that shit. Like, oh, oh there's this? a boob. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I promise yeah. I'm a boob. Anyways, come on with the amazing pud. Come on. Right. So there was one of them was I like relish a, this. the bizarre stuff of porn, like these like sideshow esque sort of situations, and one of them was called the amazing pud who had what I can only describe as a triangular mountain of fat surrounding his penis. Oh. His, his pain <laughs> was like that big around. Yeah. But yeah. only oh like God. this tall. Like oh, he had micro penis. It was like a volcano. It, it was, was amazing. Extremely weird. I mean, I didn't get off to that. I'm going to tell you that right now. It just well, was something <laughs> that was fascinating. To this day, Mike, I really wish we'd sent away for it because I'll never... <laughs> I'll never get to see that. I'll never understand what it was. We can't it find was... it. It has disappeared into the yeah. annals of history. Yeah. Uh, are you sure you guys weren't like huffing paint as well? And it was like a collective hallucination. <laughs> That's no, a actually... really fucked up thing to hallucinate about together. <laughs> From what not... I know about you guys, that seems like it's on par. <laughs> it's pretty, probably. <laughs> you guys have left the church, met each other, ordered like pseudo porn through the mail. Like, yeah, yeah, Mike. It's what Mike every agreed. boy in the Northeast did back in the '90s. <laughs> I will say though that Mike and I were Boy Scouts, and in, in, not literally Boy Scouts, although I was for mm -hmm. a minute. No, uh, I was a Cub Scout. Yeah, time. I was. I made it to Weebelos, and then I was like, "Yeah, this blows." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I think I made it to the second. This isn't level. even fun. Yeah, it sucked. Like my, uh, I saw my brother go all the way to be an Eagle Scout, and I was just like, I, I don't have an interest that deep in hanging out with other dudes all the fucking time and like not ever being able to do what i want on weekends yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that noise and having this there should be like boy scout cookies and they're just all the same cookie with different like <laughs> color comments like they're really lazy either that, either that or flavors like bark yeah and, they're, <laughs> and dirt i don't yeah. know boy scout beef jerky or something oh that's brilliant actually and like then, I, and then, that's manly. <laughs> yeah. And then Boy Scouts kind of fell by the wayside with the whole, you know, not allowing gays and, and everything. Yeah. In. And I was just like, you know what? I got no time for this at all. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't. There are some organizations that you're so disappointed in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the hell? You know, you like Kanye. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That man Sorry, is a just walking fucking train wreck. Oh my gosh, someone needs to stop talking Are to him. Are he and Elon Musk competing to see who can be the biggest tool bag ooh, like on a ooh. daily basis? Yeah. Did you see what Elon's poll was today? No. No. He just I don't, I don't look at Elon's like, poll. 
he just pulled like maybe two hours ago wanting to know if Trump's account should be reinstated to Twitter. Oh, it's going to happen. Of course it is. So far, it's 60-40. Like, why in even favor? ask this? What yes, in favor? Of course. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah. chaos. Like, people like Trump because he was just it's, like... It's going to draw people into it. And it doesn't yeah. matter. There's going to be like 4,000 non-Trump blue checkmarked accounts uh, that are going to say all kinds of dumb shit because you pay eight bucks and you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. What if, yes. What if his whole purpose in buying Twitter was to just utterly destroy it? It certainly oh, no. looks like that was the blueprint. <laughs> Did every- I think he's I think he's gonna make money. I think he's gonna turn it around. I mean, like really? I, I hope he loses money, but he's trying to monetize it. He's bringing about all the controversial people. He's driving up traffic. He's getting rid of bots. He's gonna get Twitter reappraised and he's gonna try and sell it. Like this is a dumpster fire. He knows not to hold on to it this mm-hmm. long, like too long. But um, it's such a shit show. It is. It is. I'm at the point social media in general is pretty much. Mm, Thank you, Mike. Deteriorated to the point that it's more of a cancer than it is anything that's useful. I mean, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I keep my my Facebook in my messenger because there's people I went to school with. Yeah, those people that I talk to once every fucking three years, Mm -hmm. like Mm they're integral parts of my life, obviously. You know, like I'll forever hold on to some kind of social media account as long as it exists, but I really don't pay that close attention to it. And I have two Twitter accounts, which is sad because I don't really use either one of them. <laughs> like at all. Much, but pretty much anyone that I have in my life that's important, almost without fail, I have either their phone number or their email address. Yeah. Or, or some other means of contacting them. I can drive to their house. And yeah, see them. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. some cases. Or I can get on a plane and fly out and see them or something. Mm. But the point is that, you know, a lot of the people who I'm like friends with on social media are just there. And it's yes. like, yes, they're entertaining and everything, but I'm not relying on them. They're acquaintances. And that's fine. But I don't, I'm not one of those people that needs that, that many acquaintances. I'm pretty yeah. comfortable with a tight group of friends. I like the uh, quality, not quantity kind of aspect of right. things yes. for right. certain. Lots of people drain me. People yeah, in general I'm, drain me. Well, I recognize that during the pandemic. I used to be like, yeah, people feel me. And then I was like, oh, certain people feel me. Certain people are fucking energy vampires. Um, yeah. I like the sure. people that 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 act like or that that feel you for one or two things you say and then fucking turn on you for something. Oh and gosh, like, I know. My opinion did not change or waver at all, but now you're attacking me? Mm. Like, yeah. what's that all about? That's a little weird. You just yeah. came on here to cause drama, I guess. Although yeah. I like to poke oh. at people too. Did you see that one dude that I he's he spelled Americans A M A R I C A N S. He called himself a true American. <laughs> and I put a little <laughs> asterisk and American on oh, it. I was like, oh, no. please, please, please say something back. Cause I love when people like that get angry. I'll be like, you're branding <laughs> yourself as a I true pose. American. Uh-huh. But you don't oh. even know how to fucking spell it. Yeah. You illiterate <laughs> shit. You have spell Seems. check. You have spell check right there. It doesn't that's the most American thing he could have did though, right there. He misspelled it and he was like, I am it. Um I'm not everyone on my like my real friends in real life, my flesh and blood friends, we do not follow each other on social media. I think I follow two of my friends, but other than that, it's all people I know through work, people I met at parties, people I met at bars, like 
it's just like not people I see on a regular basis. So they aren't real to me in the computer. <laughs> they are people they, that cease to exist when I close my phone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't know are who you, the fuck that was. Yeah, you don't you can't text me. Mm. No. You, you don't think about them and let you might think about something they posted that entertained you, but you don't think about them. Mm-hmm. They barely and, register as a person in some cases. One thing that I got to say, though, this is such a such a first world thing to bitch about when it comes to Twitter, too, mm-hmm. is that ever since he took over Twitter, I get so many fucking porn oh, those chat things groups. in my goddamn yes. email every I don't day. Be in your goddamn group. I'm, I'm like, not I, make money. I, got no, I got no interest. Not only that, I got no interest in looking at your non-naked pictures that you're trying to get me to go to your only fans please there's free porn everywhere why the fuck would i pay for it yes yes i'm surprised that only fans has made so much money because that's my thinking is like it's google shit i mean you guys were talking about it like jc penny ads used to keep you guys squared away so i made a good old-fashioned 1970s uh jc penny catalog and i'll be in (laughs) hog heaven i'll tell you i am 100 pro sex work but I have never yeah. once in my life been in any way inclined to pay for like OnlyFans or like one of those webcam mm-hmm. things like where you buy the coins and tip them. Like to me, that is just like, I don't even like strip clubs for that reason. Oh, strip clubs. Strip clubs are like. That's a, such a tease. Are like a, yeah. you got to experience it once in your life to fully understand how fucking creepy and disgusting they really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you got to go there just once. I've been to one twice now because I went to two different clubs and this was because I was drinking and, you know, like, Hey, let's go to the strip club and, and whatnot. But I had a stripper threaten to punch me in the mouth because I wouldn't smile. Oh and, my then, gosh. and then she took my, uh my significant other's uh cousin i was with him for his bachelor party and it was just the two of us weird bachelor party but uh oh. she took and hung his glasses off of a piercing in her nether regions oh. Ew, i was no. like i was like you're you're getting pink eye bro you're getting pink oh. eye oh yeah. gosh so, no so i was like that's it i'm done <laughs> i had i had I, am done. I had a stripper twisting my nipples while she Ooh. was talking to me oh you can't this- touch them but they can touch you i don't like yeah, that that's yeah, creepy that's- too like i also recall the other place we went we went to the wrong place the first time because <laughs> somebody gave us the wrong i paid a cover charge to get into a strip club for a bachelor party and it was the wrong place because they were right next to each other we went to like the ultra low rent strip club oh. <laughs> you know with like shit that you don't want to see uh-huh. And you walk in there and it's like a fucking carnival sideshow. The furniture is sticky. <laughs> yes, and yes. Like, this girl comes up and she's like, hey, you guys like to have fun? And I'm like all of 22, maybe 24 years old. And I'm like, oh, I guess uh, I like that fun. Like, what are we talking about? And she's <laughs> like, you know, you like that fun. And I'm like, oh, oh, that? No, 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 no. But, then, but then I watched her beat my friend's ass with a belt. That was magical. All, all you have to say when they come up to you is like, no, I don't have any blow. And they're like, whatever. They'll... I went to an Eagles game this past week. There were girls from a strip club or a gentleman's club 
they're like, hey, you guys like to have fun? And I'm like, oh, God, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I do not. I do not like to have fun. No. I'm the least fun person you'll ever meet. I understand. And I'm broke. I mean, in a way, I kind of, I mean, I'll never understand, but I can almost relate to like the sexual harassment that gets brought upon women from the times I've been in strip clubs because they are aggressive. And they make you feel mm. helpless to in, in, to respond in any rational way. You're like, yes, ma'am. You know, like you're just they. It's like they just hook into your fucking just... stupid ass reptile brain and go, <laughs> I can pull you by the the nose and just make you do whatever you want. You just know, you remember this, idiot. kids. You can find plenty of naked people on the internet. You don't yes. have to pay them. You don't have to touch them. And you don't have to sit somewhere where literally every single fucking square inch of the place has been covering jizz at one point in time or another. More importantly, more importantly, I would say is eventually you'll find someone who wants to be naked with you without yeah. any without any other stipulations at all other than consent. And that's going to be the way better than any strip club. And they might threaten to punch you in the mouth, but it'll be consensual. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always end up talking to the strippers whenever we go to strip clubs. I we always end up getting in these deep conversations and like my partner is like, how do you always end up like the strippers want to like <laughs> hang out with you after? I'm like, I don't like I just don't think they're used to seeing a people woman's... treating them like humans either. Yeah, you know? yeah. Who's yeah. not who's there just like enjoy yeah. like you know to enjoy themselves and not like ostracize them, I guess. So yeah, they're um, just genitals and that's it when when they're yeah. there to most people which is I, sad i'd like to think that if i found myself in the strip club today that that's how i would comport myself but i wouldn't find myself there because i just they make me uncomfortable the whole the whole thing is just very artificial and it's very desperate on the part of the people who are there to enjoy it um in mm-hmm. many cases and, and it feels like and it's it's a lot like a casino. It's the same kind of greasy, <laughs> greasy. Oh food. fuck, casino! You know, you know, casinos oh. are probably covered with jizz too. Yeah, just, yeah, just exactly. yes, yeah. They're covered. We with got something. a new, we got a new <laughs> casino here. Jizz. <laughs> a big MGM was built, and like the place where it was built around here almost went bankrupt trying to build it. And we always take people there who are visiting because it's open 24 hours. It's something to do. Mm-hmm. And we just were there a couple of months ago, found out the ATM fee to get money out was $13. Wow. And also why 13? Who are they like trolling? Yeah, right. Like, ha ha, bad luck. Your money's Ooh. ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is really You're fucked from the start. my friend wanted to play all the tables are minimum $25 so he was getting out money and then was like wait I was like wait what's this and I was like oh a $13 fee what so um Mm. yeah I'm not I don't like seeing my money leave like that I'm thankful that I never really got into gambling and stuff like that I feel like I feel like it's kind of a waste of time like I never got the feel for it. Even when I tried it, it was like, all right, I get it. Like you take it's this a different money. type of drug. It is, but it's not one, it's not one that connects with me, you know? Like I don't, I don't get anything out of it. To me, it's like, what a risky stoop. I could spend that money on something I want, or I could mm-hmm. take it for a ride and lose it all. 
for the experience yeah. of being stressed out because I didn't win over and over again. That's not fun to me. I've it's only ever gambled with money that wasn't mine. So like we went somewhere for a reunion and they gave you like a $20 voucher, you know, uh, and I was like, all right. And one time I got my $20 up to like 60 and it was gone in like three seconds. I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yes. That's me too. As soon as I lose, I'm out. I'm like, wait, uh-uh. I lost $3. I'm out. Cash me out. Like, no, I can, I'm just I so can go drink and piss that away and it won't cost me as much. You know, like at the at that point, that was what I was thinking. You know, the old arcades where you'd go in and a small portion of it would be devoted to all those gambling like machines for, oh, yeah. for getting coins. Like drop like the it, quarter in and the uh-huh. thing oh, yeah. Yeah. forward, but it would never <laughs> knock the shit off. Yeah, never, never. But that was that was about the closest I ever came to a gambling addiction was was playing those games. But now if you go into an arcade because I was in, you know, I was with my nephew we were like oh there's an arcade let's see if it's cool because he and i are forever looking for an 80s style arcade and you would think that in la that should be abundant right but no mm. we found nothing and uh we go in there and all it is is those things there's no actual games oh. at all it's total bullshit no shoot em ups no none of that huh there's like a couple racing games and maybe like two shoot up games, but they're all they all look like bullshit. Everything else is ticket games and and, oh. and faux gambling games. It's like it it's so disappointing. You would think yeah. that you know in this era of games they can have a a resurgence of arcade console games and and make I that think uh... so much round one do you guys have that the it's called round one it's kind of like dave and busters but they also have um mostly games they're the ones who have like the the arcade karaoke laser tag and vr and it's all in one building i wish we did uh we went to a place like that near york Pennsylvania. There's a place like mm-hmm. that out by Lancaster too that has yeah. like laser tag and all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took our we took when my nephew and, and well, when my parents had their um 50th wedding anniversary, uh all the family was in one place for the first time in many years. So we uh we went to a place like that and and the damn uh uh go-kart track broke. Well, they were on the, oh the no and they were bombed dude they were so bummed like it colored the rest of the evening for them to like a shade of gray mm-hmm. and they tried to get <laughs> get into the other activities but they were so bummed that they it's couldn't no. even have fun yeah like do it. yeah i felt sad because we just came to have fun and they're sitting on this track and then the thunderstorm comes so they had to close part of the track Oh was, no. Oh god, it was a mess. <laughs> I love go-karts too. That would have totally annoyed me. I'm anything that that has wheels and speeds mm-hmm. about. Are you a big car person? I am. I drive a very fast sports car. Nice. Ooh. My brother owns I don't a- know how I've not gotten a ticket. Say, but- uh, what kind of car do you got? Mercedes. Oh, she went with the import. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I wish I hadn't this time. I was thinking you were going to be like a Dodge <laughs> Demon or something like that. I was going to be like, whoa, and you must have a no. lot of money for gas. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't even, I as soon as I got this car, I stopped looking at gas a few years ago. And so I can never tell you what I pay for gas, but when I drive by them, I look and I'm like, oof, like I don't even look at what it's going to be for me. I just look in general and I, I really need to get an electric car. <laughs> I have a full size V8 pickup and oh. uh trust I use it a lot as a truck obviously mm-hmm. and my my youngest daughter loves it and I we joke say it well we don't joke we say it's her truck and uh like I wouldn't change it for the world but yeah I got to you know be busting out some serious cash when it yes. comes time to fill my gas tank up I don't drive it that much because of that my brother owns a Tesla. Uh, it's wild. Like when he started it I up, love them. when he started quiet. it up, it's it's like it's so quiet that they actually add a sound effect so that you there's like a mm-hmm. sound effect being made so that you know it's nearby. And it I'd have it be farts. So be like, <laughs> it actually reminds me of like electronic bees, like a beehive. Yeah, it's like a like, low hum. This is very Jetsons. And and you get in this car and it's tricky, like the door, the handle. Oh, the handles, the pushing. Yeah, you push this thing and this other thing slides out. And my brother was saying, it's totally a fuck you to all us monkeys. He was just like, ah, let's just make the door handles sort of annoying. And then you get in this thing and it adjusts your seat automatically. Yep. Um, and remembers it. It'll save that profile it. for you. Yep. yep. And then it goes from zero to 60 in like a billionth of a second. It doesn't make any noise. And nope. it's got this big screen that shows the other traffic around you. And as the sensors pick up the traffic, it can differentiate between a truck, a van, a regular car. It's crazy. Sounds like the perfect vehicle for going out criming. Uh, it's no not noise. safe though. No, it's that's not safe. It's really not that safe. Yeah. I I love Tesla. I rent one anytime I need to for business. I rented one when we went to California. Like I just love them. I want one, but I also don't like Elon, so I'm torn. Yeah. But the main thing is that autopilot, that's a death trap. We have used that on the interstate. We've used it around town. The self-piloting that uses the mechanics that you're talking about, where it figures out what cars are around you and it often just completely fails where we need to be stopping and the car's just like, nah, I don't think we're stopping at the stop sign or it just tries to switch lane. And it's like, nope, can't do that. There's a car there, idiot. So many times I've been like, this self piloting is like a fucking death trap. We can't use it. My but I favorite. love all the cool things in it. <laughs> my mom and my brother both have newer Ford pickups and uh, they have like the lane keep thing. And I mm-hmm. had it one time st- almost run me off the road trying to avoid something that was coming over into my lane and i'm like uh no and i'm fighting against it and it's like pushing and i'm like no Mm -hmm, there's a a fucking drop off oh my god that's what i mean they're not smarter than us like (laughs) well uh, clean out my shorts afterwards either i i worked (laughs) i i used to work in traffic safety so i can i can actually tell you that uh, the when well five years ago this the speculation was that automatic cars would not be fully ready until at least 2050 
I'm waiting oh, for flying cars like in the Jetsons, bro. That's what I. Where that's what I'm those? fucking waiting for. Okay. We were promised flying cars, not okay. hoverboards. I'd like to pop a pill, eat a meal. I mean, come on, man. Here's why mean? that's here's why that's not going to happen anytime soon. We haven't even figured um, out autonomous vehicles for roadways. For oh, that's true. That's true. Thanks, Tom. On my He's parade. right though. He's well, right though. That's the first step, and then the second yep. step is to is to find a way to create travel ways in in could you, you imagine know. the utter chaos of course <laughs> you're oh adding, my god yeah below you would yeah. have to add an, you're adding an entire dimension to the driving experience now that that's why fun. the houses were all up so damn high because yeah. then shit yes. wouldn't fall down onto them yeah so yeah it would be a nightmare um i mean it sounds fun but can you imagine the average driver <laughs> Think about everybody gets a plane. Average. Car. Everybody gets a well, plane. Would you feel okay maybe, with that? Maybe based on like a test you take, like a driving test, your competency will only let your vehicle go so high in the air. So like people who are more competent, we get like better, <laughs> better later. Tom, you're literally only going this far off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just so that we know it's like yeah the people who are not safe you stay closer to the ground um when you crash like it's we're ready for it bro what the fuck is going on with all this goddamn snow and cold ass weather this early like this feels like we're going back into the 90s again what did you see did you see uh, they had to cancel the football game because they got 40 fucking inches in Buffalo? It's still, it's still snowing right now. Yeah. Wow. Is it snowing yep. here? No, it's not. No, please, God, no, because then it'll be here soon. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I, that's crazy town. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, well, and it's even weirder when, like, a week ago it was 75. Yeah yeah i'm like sweating outside in a t-shirt and then like two days later i'm like where's my scarf yeah frozen <laughs> sitting in my truck going oh god i hate it when the seat touches me i've i've gotten to the point where i'm actually wearing my beanie hat for the year i mean i, I usually don't do that this early in the year yeah i usually I have been as well it, but whew. and you know as much as we love talking about the weather i just looked at the clock and we we're out of time so that's gonna have to be a story for another time Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Like Guy Ferrari is giving French kisses to cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, with his with his King's Hawaiian bread. Oh.